everybody, and welcome to the Why I Help podcast, the podcast that is all about good news. And this podcast is part of the Good News Podcast Network, because you know what? All we podcast about is good news, whether it's recovered addicts on the addiction podcast, Point of No Return, or whether it's solutions to some of the challenges in education on the Education Reformation podcast. We are all about good news. In contrast to the mass media that likes to focus on murder and mayhem, this podcast is all about focusing on good people doing super good things. And today's interview, let me tell you, if you are one of those people that only listens to the first five minutes, I strongly urge you to stay on this one because it's an amazing interview. It's with a beautiful woman. She is a model. She is battling MS, she is battling heart issues, and she has raised over $1.2 million to help find a cure for MS, and that's huge. She is also going to be named in 2022, she's going to be given the Passion Award by the American Heart Association because she's also raising money for that organization. So without further ado, let's talk to Cameron Parker. Cameron Parker. Thank you so Hi. much for being on our podcast today. I'm super I'm, excited to hear your story. Well, thank you. I'm so delighted to be here and uh, you're amazing and what a fantastic podcast. I'm so, so excited. So well, thank excited you. We, we just really want to focus on people such as yourself who have a positive outlook, who do positive things, who is, you know, you're a good person doing good things. And the, and the mass media today, they focus on the murder and the mayhem and the crime and mm -hmm. the bad guys. And I don't want to hear about that anymore. And I think a lot of people don't want to hear about it anymore. So we're going to focus on people like you. Perfect. It's always in style. <laughs> exactly. So take us back, you know, tell us about your life, where you grew up, what your upbringing was like, how you got into modeling and all that. So I uh, am a Southern Belle. Uh, my father is from Alabama. My mother is actually a Texan that was actually raised uh, in the North Shore of Chicago. Um, one of the unique things uh, about when they met and got married is they headed out west to Orange County. So in Southern California is where I called home. Uh, I was raised with good old-fashioned Southern roots and um, Southern mannerisms. And uh, as I mentioned to you earlier before about uh, when I apologize, a muffin basket comes. Like, that's the true epitome of I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, I was discovered. I'm going to fast forward. I was discovered. Um, after college for a model that was not on my radar. I was looking to be an international translator uh, working all over the world, uh, hopefully in a diplomatic post. And I was discovered. And that was not um, uh, a really fun conversation <laughs> to have with my parents. So it kind of went down like this. Um, uh, so I want to give this a chance. And what do you guys think? And um, you know, I'm not going to be doing anything of ill repute or anything like that. And all that my mother asked was, wait, <laughs> you're going to be a hooker. <laughs> oh, no. And then she said, please tell me you don't have to wear clear shoes. <laughs> I don't know where my mother got hooker and clear shoes from, but I don't know what kind of model she was thinking. Um, and that was that 
I think it started off very funny as humor is, is my baseline and my family. But <laughs> moving forward, I always remember that one conversation and fast forwarding. Um, and I became, I branded myself in throughout my career and I insulated myself with amazing, great team. And most of my success came as a classic model. And uh, jumping ahead to 1998, I was on set with four other models in Los Angeles. And within 24 hours, the set had shut down. All of us had contracted a various form of meningitis and we were all rushed to the hospital. Uh, I was in the hospital for two weeks. It's there that I met my neurologist who then said, I want to see you. Fast forward, I was diagnosed with MS in January of 1998 and had to keep keep it a secret. I'm sorry to to interrupt. Mm -hmm. Is is there any kind of connection between the MS and the meningitis? So there isn't. Actually, um, the meningitis just had a neurologist take a look at what was going on. And then he basically said, I want to make sure that the meningitis has left your body before I start doing all of these tests because there's some things that are coming up. And I was like, okay, yeah, fine. He actually started asking me questions saying, did I have numbness? Did I have tingling? Did I trip? And I said, well, I'm, I have numbness on my derriere because I don't have a lot of padding back there. So yeah, occasionally my assets go a little numb. Uh, tripping, um, have you seen some of the shoes I have to wear on a runway that might happen? Like I had logical answers, what I thought were logical answers. And they were all big signs that something was not right. It's like a spark uh, firing and it's a misfire. And at that time, there were only three disease modifying drugs available. Um, there is no cure for MS. No two MS patients are alike. I can't tell you why today I can stand up and walk just fine and why tomorrow I might be in a wheelchair, completely unable to move. Um, and so it was with my doctor and my parents. Um, we had to, we came to the determination. I had to keep my MS a secret. Why? Because I'm an independent contractor as a model. I had no medical insurance. Mm-hmm. And I needed every modeling job, every gig, every runway show to pay for this lifelong disease. My, one of my medications, just one was $65,000 a year. Oh. Just one. Just one. I did it. Uh, So upon diagnosis and then getting diagnosed, uh, my doctor, we, you know, the fashion beauty industry is full of secrets, full of secrets. Well, their supermodel here was holding the biggest one because no one knew, no one knew. And um, I always promised myself that I, if I got to a point where I got married and had insurance. I was going to do something. I was going to make, I was going to do something and give back to the MS community. What could I possibly do? So when I went public um, in 2009 with my story, it was definitely a beautiful piece I'm very proud of. Um, but that's what kind of started me as a celebrity advocate in the voice of having MS I am so, so proud of the fact that in my last seven speaking engagements, this is, of course, pre-COVID, but in my last seven events that I keynoted at, I also do the ask, which most keynote speakers get up and talk, but to ask for money, they suck at. Let's just say, suck. I don't. Uh, 
what are you going to tell me? No. Well, not really. Cause I have lights on and great music and I've got great energy. So you can't say, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Cute scarf. No, I'm going to come up and I can rattle off stats. I'm a walking stat. So in the, my last seven events, uh, collectively that I've spoken at, I've raised $1.2 million for the national MS society. And I'm wow. so proud of that. Wow. So So just, just to get it down, how old were you when you were diagnosed with MS? I was diagnosed uh, at 32. Okay. And then (laughs) when did you, when did you come, you know, announce it publicly? Uh, In 2009. So um, what? So I was 42, 42. So you basically had to hold it inside and treat it and not tell anybody for 10 years. Five people knew. Wow. Five people knew. Wow. And uh, yeah, I would have to sneak out of my hotel um, to have a car service come and get me. <laughs> this is so great. Uh, go to a hospital, have my treatment, get back to the hotel with nobody seeing. And there was there was a couple of occasions that the crew would be coming in from like a late night party and they were like, oh, walk a shame. And you're like, yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, um, I, but I, but I interrupted you and, and $1.2 million. I mean, that's amazing. That's Thank such you. a huge accomplishment. And I don't personally know anybody with MS, but on behalf of everybody that has MS, thank you for doing that. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. Well, also too, I do not charge a speaker's fee. I pay for my entire team to fly with me. I pay all of my expenses I need every cent that is raised at that event to go to finding a cure. My life depends on a cure. Um, Look at how far we've come since 1998. There were three disease-modifying drugs. Now there's 19. We need to get to a cure faster. Um, Just we can't wait till you get diagnosed because there's no reversing it. You can't stop it. And like I said, there's no two patients alike. And in recent months, I will say that I found out that MS patients and especially women with MS. So here in the United States, for instance, um, one out of five women drop dead of heart failure every year. American Heart Association reports that now if you are a woman with MS, that number is 3.5 out of five women. Um, that's staggering. Yeah. That's staggering. Uh, so my new motive and my mission right now is to collectively work on why does, why does a woman with MS have not Las Vegas odds on this? And what I found out is that the mutated gene that's found in every MS patient is found in our heart muscle wall. Mm. And it, breaks down the capabilities of that muscle after, after time. Some, some people that have MS may never have heart issues. However, that wasn't such the case with myself, mm. with uh, myself. So um, treating an MS patient, I mean, let's just, let's, let's just face it. Um, modern medicine can basically keep you alive. But what modern medicine doesn't do is it doesn't give you life. It doesn't give you life. You have to be 
part of that. If you focus only on problems, then you're only going to have problems. If you focus on possibilities, then guess what? You're going to have an abundance of possibilities. Yeah. So going through what I have in the last 11, 12 months, um, I've really, really focused on trying to stay alive. Um, and choices, those, chances, those and changes. Last, I'm sorry, those last 11 or 12 months, you've had how many heart surgeries? I've had four heart attacks, four myocardial infarctions, as they say, and three heart surgeries. My first heart attack was on October 2nd of 2019, and it was a widow maker. Wow. Um, I think I've scared every skinny woman in the United States. <laughs> um, <laughs> people are going there, she can have a heart attack, then I don't know. Um, having MS and treating a car, I'm now a cardiac patient. Although MS did not cause my heart attack, it does make treating heart failure trickier. Um, How so? Through, uh, first of all, some of the medications that you have to take as a cardiac patient, um, you don't know how it's going to affect, um, multi and I'm going to jump into multiple sclerosis real quickly again. It is a neurological disease as well as an autoimmune disease. So you've got two components there throw in your cardiac issues that are not working right. There's a ton of medication that I'm on and it's a delicate balance in right. your body. Right. And it's, it's, that's been a big, big challenge Yeah. Okay. from that. So, so, are you, uh, so you haven't been, have you been doing any sort of zoom speaking since COVID? Are you uh, carrying actually, Last spring and summer, I did a lot. Uh, I appeared on lots of news um, uh, appearances. I was on CNN. I was on all the LA and New York feeds for news and talking about um, how stressful COVID has been. Um, currently, right now, I am that 1% that cannot get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, it's too risky and especially with some of the side effects and the FDA just came out with two more warnings saying, if you have, if you're a cardiac patient, you know, be aware. So it is not by choice. They would definitely go and get the vaccine, but doctors are saying, mm, yeah, let's hold off on it right now. So, um, so what have I done? How, how does one move ahead? Well, I do interviews. I, I turned and going through the dark times that I've been going through is I started writing and I, started writing my book and my book, a model patient. Um, its goal is basically, I wanted something good to come out of something so bad. And I think everybody will relate to it, whether, um, you have a life-threatening illness, whether you're a caretaker, whether you're your spouse, whether you're a sister, a friend, um, a niece, somebody, it will definitely take you into the dark. I'm going to, as I like to say, I'm going to show you the frayed seams of what I've been living with. And then I'm shining a light on some of the really ugly stuff that's been occurring, but I'm turning it into something positive. I think that's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's, it's would be completely understandable for someone in your situation battling MS having heart mm -hmm. issues to just hunker down, be depressed 
and just not want to reach out. And the fact that you are willing to do our podcast, the fact that you've written a book, the fact that you go out and you speak and you raise money, it's huge, Cameron. I mean, I, I, Thank I just, you. absolutely huge. You are such an inspiration to hopefully <laughs> everybody that listens or watches. I mean, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to promote this. Um, we were talking before I have a Facebook group and we're up mm -hmm. to 10,000 people and I'm going to promote this to them because we get a couple ladies who say, you know, I just went through cancer and, you know, mm -hmm. and other, and just other issues. And it's, it's too easy to go to the dark side and you have refused to do that. And you've just gone to the light side and, and explain a little bit about what, what underlies that for you? Uh, number one, it's, it's my tenacity. Uh, I don't, I really, I've, uh, so my original cardiologist, fine cardiologist who saved my life. He's a great cardiac surgeon, but he was like a fart on a hot skillet. He couldn't sit down for two seconds and like, look at me. And I was just like, stop and hear me. <laughs> Um, number one, it's, I'm a human being, everybody there. We are no different than each other. I think all of us were born with 24 hours a day, check seven days a week. Yep. Check, uh, 365 days a year. Check. Okay. So we all have the same playing field. I do want to say that through all of my illness and going through my heart attacks is I tried keeping a secret and I'm not a secret keeper. Um, my marriage imploded and I lost my husband, um, to addiction. Um, it's been devastating. So I've been dealing with grief. I've been dealing with thinking that I'm pretty much going to lose my life. I think I've been pretty much at the very bottom of any rung possible. Grief is grief. Loss is loss. Grief demands an explanation, but loss, you'll never get an explanation. You can either let that define you um, or how about defining it? And so my biggest thing is always don't give up. You can't give up. You have to get up. I don't care if you have to crawl, scratch, if all you can do that morning is sit up and blink your eyes, then be grateful. Thank God you have that moment that you can breathe in and out and blink your eyes. Every small step matters. Now for me, I'm going to wear cute shoes. Just going to say cute shoes because I will always remember looking back going, look how far I come because I was wearing those shoes when I did this, this, and this. So it's simple things, simple benchmarks along the way. Also, my parents, my amazing tight posse, it's so important that you surround yourself. You need everybody rowing for you on the same team. You don't want somebody at the back of the boat that's like puncturing a hole in it. Also, too, the collective additive of all of my doctors. I don't need a doctor treating a patient. I need my doctors treating me. And you can have these frank conversations. You can ask your doctors, hey, if you're asking me, where have you been? Especially all of us, we all had to declare if we had been around a sick person or whatever. Okay, ask your doctor that. No doctor should be offended by the simplest of questions. 
If they are, then find another doctor, not Dr. Hop, but just make sure your collective team is your posse because they will breathe. They're the ones that are going to say, look at that sun coming through the clouds. I know it's been rainy, 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 rainy. God promised Noah a rainbow, but it starts with a cloudy day. And then all of a sudden those clouds will dissipate. It, the flowers will bloom just like the tree loses its leaves. doesn't mean the tree is dead. It's just gearing up for a bigger and brighter spring that lies ahead. Wow. You're amazing, Cameron Parker. I mean, your whole <laughs> Thank you. viewpoint, your whole attitude is exactly what we want to showcase on this podcast because truthfully, there are a lot of people like you. And I think that oftentimes you don't get focused on, you know, what gets focused mm-hmm. on is your illness and right. you've turned that into definite lemonade. But I just, we just want to focus on you and how positive you are and all of the good things that you are doing to help other people, because that's amazing. Well, it's you, I don't want to be known as Cameron, the sick girl. Mm-hmm. I want to be known as Cameron, the badass <laughs> <laughs> with cute hair. Um, I, I don't want something to define me. I have been in the darkest, the darkest time of my life. I am not kidding. The darkest time of my life. And if one person turns around and says, I hear you and I matter, you matter. I hear you. And that's with my book, a model patient. I want people out there to know, I hear you. I feel you. I acknowledge your pain, acknowledge your journey. So let's keep walking forward together. Um, I don't know how much time I have left. Um, My book will definitely speak for me, but I have a fancy new pair of shoes that I really want to wear on book tour. So (laughs) (laughs) So when when do you anticipate the book will be out? I know it's not out yet. Which Um, We were originally hoping for sometime around September for New York Fashion Week to drop it along with that. Um, It depends on how tight we get everything done. And um, you and I, we we were discussing as far as uh, the cover art. I'm kind of vacillating on two different types of things. And uh, I think we're going to have to throw that at, at the publisher and with my team and say, okay, so what do you think? <laughs> it's a collective, it's a collective thing. Um, I get nowhere without my team and my posse. And of course my parents, um, my parents have been married. We'll be celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary this year. So um, that's so amazing. That's so yeah. amazing. So I have that support and the book is dedicated um, in celebration of them. So wow. Well, you have to be sure and let us know when the book is coming out because we send emails out to the people who, Mm -hmm. you know, subscribe and the people who listen to our podcasts. And also I want to promote it in the Facebook group because I think a book like that is important for everyone. If separately though, if someone wanted to uh, contact you about possibly speaking, um, how do they do that? Um, they can, uh, they can either reach me through Instagram. Um, they'll be directed through, uh, my publicist and, or my manager, uh, both my manager and my publicist information is on all of my social media, um, especially Instagram and on Twitter. You can find that, um, or they can directly contact me and I'll, I can to go in from there. 
one thing I do um, want to say is I don't profit off of my disease. No. Um, what will happen with the proceeds from the book is it will go into my foundation that I just finished the paperwork on the 5013C called Role Model Foundation. Role is spelled R-O-L-L in acknowledgement and in tribute to my beloved Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, <laughs> and rather than look for role models, be a role model. Be a role model. Um, that's probably the best medicine around. Giving is the best medicine around, but be your own role model. March to your own beat. Again, everything gets... You have to build a, a, a tapestry. And I always like to say that my family and my. Oop, you froze. That keeps me safe. You, you need to say that. And you I'm need so to, grateful. Cameron, you need to say that again. Give me a pause and say that again, because you froze right as you started to say my family and my. Oh, oh, my family. Sorry, I froze up there. Um, my family and my friends are all unique threads beautiful shiny threads that when woven together create this enormous beautiful tapestry that wraps around me and keeps me safe if everybody looks at that and of course being in fashion I was like let's make a ball gown out of it you know like perfect um looking at neat nuances and things that that really set your soul on fire that's where it starts because you get there's a ton of self-help books out there okay great is it self-helping me? Mm, yeah, not so much. <laughs> so um, inch by, you know, what is it? Success by the inch is a cinch by the yard. It's hard. Yep. Yep. So, well, you're amazing, um, Cameron. Thank, thank you so you. much for being with us today. And I want to make sure that the listeners know that Cameron spells her name a little bit differently. So mm -hmm. if you want to find her on Facebook, it is Cameron Parker, but it's C-A-M-E-R-O-N-E. Correct. Parker. It's a family spelling. It's a family spelling. Only women have had it, but it's a family spelling. <laughs> awesome. You are beautiful. You are inspirational. I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a joy. And I look forward to a great partnership and friendship outside of this podcast. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening today. I hope you enjoyed Cameron's interview. I just think she's an absolutely lovely person who walks the walk, talks the talk, and she is she's just positive. And I, when you go through what she's gone through, it would be so easy to not be positive. But her whole message is one of don't let the things that happen to you define you you define you and that's a huge message so i hope you enjoy this podcast we'll be back again because we're going to continue finding more good people because the majority are good people doing good things and we're going to keep highlighting them have a great one <laughs>